Another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podman Ron. And we're back, and we've got a action-packed movie and TV reviews. Uh, we've we've had a little bit of a dry spell, uh, but uh, we may be back. It's over. It's over. Yeah, the dry spell it's is over. over. Yeah, we are all wet. All wet about the boys now. Uh, but before we do that, we do, and we we've, we've got vacation update news, which I don't have a theme song for. But uh, before we get to all of that, let's go to the news. And on the news front, Brian, uh, we went over uh, Podman Ron cut a couple of stories. Our editor in chief cut a couple of stories. Uh, but you've got a few things, uh, movie, TV, and comic-wise. Yeah, just a couple. Just It's a more of a potpourri for news. We got a uh, an Indiana Jones 5 release date of June 30th, 2023. They announced that this week. Uh, Harrison Ford himself announced it. What, what do you think the odds of uh, actually having that happen on that date? Uh, I mean, he is very accident-prone. <laughs> I don't know that they've... I don't know if they've uh, wrapped filming yet, and uh, even if they go back for some reshoot stuff, there's always the chance he's going to fall, he's going to break a hip, and then we're you know, they push it out another six months. I so, say just CGI him and let him be. Just let him be. How let old be. is Harrison Ford right now? He's like 80, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's like 80. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. Just die already, right? Is that what you're oh, saying? No. no, but I mean, at some point, it just... I mean, as much as I love Indiana Jones, at some point it just just gets sad. Yeah. I mean, it, it was already kind of sad back in 2008. <laughs> 20 years I mean, ago, it was God. sad. So yeah, oh, that's like 14 years ago. I mean, I mean, he was old then. So and he's just, still old. Yeah, and they've said that they're not recasting. So if Indiana Jones continues, it's going to be some sort of legacy thing. Uh, the assumption is so we got that uh it's interesting um we got uh let's see the big news uh amber heard lost her trial or lost and if you're hearing it from us like you were really <laughs> under a rock yeah, exactly. like if, if we're the ones delivering this news that amber heard uh-huh. lost her case to johnny depp right <laughs> i heard it on the board man that that i won <laughs> i was waiting to get the five to chime in on it uh, but no, there, there's a couple of interesting things that came out of it. One, the, AC, uh, the ACLU is now suing Johnny Depp. I guess they realized they're never getting the money for Amber, no. so they just jumped. Now they're suing Johnny directly. What are uh, they suing him for? What? What for? for the, they're saying that uh, it, all the time and expense it took to put together the court documents and the records and and completing affidavits and that sort of thing. Hair and makeup. It's, I mean, it's not hard for them to go. I mean, I've got a checking account. I can go in and say, hey, did I get a check for $7 million from Amber Heard? No. No, we didn't. I don't know how much time that took, but apparently it's enough for them to sue Johnny Depp. Uh, And then just today they announced that uh, rumor is Amber Heard, she only had about 10 minutes worth of screen time in Aquaman 2, and now they're saying she's out completely of of Aquaman 2. And so, Brad, do you think that's because of – uh, Walter Hamada having to testify? 
it certainly could be. I mean, there's a, a little bit of shakeup happening on the DC movie front anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, and they're, I think they're citing that uh, just no chemistry between her, him and Jason Yomama. So, yeah, that's uh, what they said before. Which is probably true. Uh, I still say, I know I'm probably a minority here, I still say, I think she's still pretty hot, though. I still find her very hot, so uh, I'd really? say keep her in. I, I, liked, mm. I liked her in the first movie, but I didn't really, I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's just going to be such a distraction, you yeah. know, at this point. Yeah. Even if she's okay. in there. No matter what you feel, like, oh, you're not going to see Mira, you're just going to see Amber Heard sitting there, you know, so I don't know. I, uh, I'm all for just getting her just, out. Yep, Photoshop her out. Put Harrison know, but, Ford in. Oh, that's you know right, what? Yeah. That's also a promo thing. I mean, they actually yep. have Amber Heard in it, so people may yep. go see it. Especially if she's people fighting. Mm. If she's fighting people, that might be something good to have in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, they may, you know, they may want to go see if she'll shit the bed. I yeah. guess. Well, or, or yeah, I guess the the. the well, and that kind of brings us to uh, uh, one of our other stories. They re-released Mobius, uh, Morbius into theaters this weekend. Yeah, did anybody see that? Nope. Did anybody go see it again? No. They said that the average, hey. um, it was in a thousand theaters, and it made eighty five thousand dollars over the weekend. That's probably not so, too bad, considering. So that's eighty five dollars per theater uh, in three days worth of showings. Right. Right. <laughs> but the re- you know why they re-released it, though? Yeah, just to, to try to catch the internet wave, right? Yeah, the internet wave. The the meme of uh, it's Mormon time has become so popular, they re-released the movie thinking, wow, well, people will go check out the movie just to find out what the meme's about. They did not. <laughs> they still <laughs> they did, did not. not. Oh, well. Good try. Good try. Uh, uh, one of uh, PMR's buddies, uh, Doc Antle from Tiger King, has been arrested for money laundering. Oh, no. oh man! Suspected money laundering. PMR has gone on record and talked about what an enjoyable time he had at Doc Antle's uh, um, Tiger Rescue. No, uh, actually, I wanted to take a picture with the monkey, but Alex wanted to take a picture with the tiger. Then you couldn't afford both. <laughs> couldn't afford both. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sorry. And with Doc Antle laundering all that money, you think he could have better prices? You think, yeah, he could have uh, afforded it. Yeah, well, well. So, and then, sadly, my last news bit, uh, Ted Lasso Season 3. Brett Goldstein. Who, to Ted Lasso. We're not cutting it. i got to find out what people think. <laughs> wait, Brett wait we're the only two people that listen to it. What do you mean? Thank you. I want PMR's got. I want to remind PMR in a couple of days that Ted Lasso's ending. (laughs) He's getting his coffee now. He won't even. He's not even listening to the segment. Yeah, Ted Lasso. They're preparing for season three to be the end. That's the way it's being written. That's probably a good thing, right? I mean, I never finished season two, but I lost interest in season two pretty quickly. So season two's was good. Uh, I think it may have jumped the shark at the end with uh, what's his face turning to the dark side. I, you I, know, I didn't but, see uh, I, I stopped uh, after the Christmas episode. That Christmas episode was pretty brutal to watch. So that's that's when I stopped it. So that's that would be the Ted Lasso finale for me, I think. So, yeah. Well, you were, I'll probably have to watch an episode or two after that. just to, So that's not what you ended on. Right, right. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for the news. 
All right, PMR, do you have anything? I'm, I'm doing this just to uh, no. this. <laughs> Sorry. I'm driving, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought we were going to talk about uh, Joe Quesada being out at Marvel. You did, you left that out. Yeah, he managed to well, skip did, over that news. I didn't figure anybody knew who Joe Quesada was. No one does. So, <laughs> but Joe Quesada was the editor-in-chief and, and you know head of Marvel for 20-plus years. Well, actually, yeah. what, what had he been doing? I thought he had already left Marvel. So what what has he been doing these past few years? Uh, not much. I mean, he's not over editorial or anything. So, uh, you know, and, and I would imagine that most of the uh, um, story directions coming from whatever MCU is doing, you know, trying to line up with MCU or, or kind of data mine L, uh, the, L, the MCU for stories for uh, the comics. So I don't know. I don't know what he was doing up to. I mean, if I read the article, I guess. So, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, we leave that to the listeners. But we met, you know, we met Casada um, at uh, DragonCon one year. We actually had like a pretty good conversation and stuff with him. This is before he took over head of MCU or head of Marvel Comics. So, what was the book that he drew back in the nineties? Ash. It, Ash. It, Ash. It, he didn't draw it. He was. Uh, oh yeah, he did draw it. He did draw it. It was him and Jimmy Palmiotti. Jimmy Palmiotti. What happened to that guy? Uh, he's still around DC doing stuff. So he's married to Amanda Connor. So, Boy. which, uh, you know, she's a Harley Quinn artist and she does a lot of stuff, but yeah, he's still around. The last thing he did of note was, uh, when the new 52 started, uh, he did that Jonah Hex series, which was really good. It was probably one of the best things that came out of new 52. It, and when they, uh, animal man and swamp thing. So, that was the stuff they got right out of New Fifty Two. Everything else, by and, large, and I guess Court of Owls, but everything else, by and large, was god awful. So, there you have it. I remember Ash. That was like his big, and I forget what publisher. I guess it was like Image back in the day. No, it wasn't. No, Image. it was uh, it was Maxim uh, Maximum Comics or uh, Maximum Press. I don't think so. He had his own. He came up from somewhere. I don't know what Quesada got, how he got famous, but I know it was Ash was one of the books, but I feel like there was something else that he was on before. I guess DC was, he worked for DC. Did you say that? No, he didn't. It was really out of left field, like, because he was on that Ash book and then suddenly he was at Marvel. And, you know, it was right after the uh, Heroes Return stuff started to wind down. Yeah, um, well, yeah, he started all the Marvel Knight stuff. You remember he was doing the art for some of the Marvel Knight stuff back in those uh, yeah uh, it, late nineties. It, it was such a weird appointment. I mean, it was almost like they were they were like we're still trying to copy Image Comics. They were. That's exactly what you they know? were doing. They were trying to get a good, and he's a great artist. I, I I won't take that away from him. He's a he's a fantastic artist, and I think they just wanted to get an artist that was. In, in the in the vein of image and uh, oh, I think they thought they were getting a McFarlane. So. Yeah, I th- yeah. But yeah, so well, there you have it. That's the news. All right, that's the news. Uh, quick, good, quick uh, roundup of the news. Uh, Brian, do we, uh, we where do we put the vacation in? Do we want to save the vacation after the movie and TV reviews? 
Yeah, we. Uh, well, no, maybe not. Let's do the trailers. Oh, trailers. Then we'll do it. All right. Let's do the trailers. Then we'll do it, and then we'll we'll. All right. Jump into movies and TV. Trailer wise, we got uh, the return of Willow and Mad Mardigan or whoever. Yep, Mad Mardigan. Well, <laughs> I don't think we're going to see Val Kilmer in this, but because they even said uh, in the uh, article that. Uh, you know, Mad Mardigan's presence will be felt. Right. So although not for- seen. Will it be a force ghost or something like that, you think? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or, or not even that. Just, you know, med- the, the le- you know they could just be ah. telling folk tales about Mad Mardigan and stuff and, and his adventures after World's after the first Willow movie. Yeah. Was he was he like the main guy in Willow? Yeah, Val Kilmer. Next to Willow, uh, yeah. Well, next to Willow, yeah. Who was Willow? Warwick uh, Davis. Warwick Davis, yeah. Uh, was he like a little dwarf or something? He was. He still Have is, as a matter seen? of fact. Yeah, he still is. He has not grown in this. <laughs> no, I've never seen Willow. I never wanted to see Willow. It was that Have you guy. seen Warwick Davis? Yeah, that's the Ewok guy, little midget guy. Yep. I mean, maybe not in that word. Never mind. Sorry, I apologize for that word. That's okay. What, well, Ewok? Yeah, Ewok. Ewok. Yeah, we try not to talk about Ewoks <laughs> on this show. So uh, yeah, so we got uh, the the sequel, the thirty year old sequel that no one asked for except for Warwick Davis. Uh, and you know what? If it's got him in it, so I may give it a shot. Make it, I'll get yeah, watch I mean, first episode. About. What, what's it about? It's sword <laughs> and sorcery type stuff. Science. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Lucas wanted to make Lord of the Rings, yeah, and couldn't get the license, so he made his own Lord of the Rings. And there's wow, so, there's people even littler than him in it, if you can believe yeah, that. Yeah, it's about there's it's like about, little bitty, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, there's a oh yeah, you hate it. There, it's all about the there's a, uh, a a girl born and she's like an infant, but she's there's a prophecy around her and <laughs> girl born and all that. She's kind of like stuff. an infant. You're getting about as bad as PMR, Brian. So she there, there, there's a girl she, born she like, and she's like an infant. Is that what I said? <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Oh, uh, so <laughs> I stand by that. Okay. So is it now? Is she grown now? No. Maybe. Well, That's, uh, yeah. There. I mean, that's essentially. And she's a nobody. And she's a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The prophecy was completely wrong. Yeah. You know how these prophecies <laughs> are: Jedi's and Willows. So yeah, we had a Willow trailer, which looked interesting. I'll tell you what looked more interesting was when they did the uh, Wart Davis did like a, a cast introduction video, yeah. uh, like back in back at D twenty three, yeah, and it's him interviewing all the people that are going to be in the show, and um, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, Wart Davis he was he had that show that Richie, Ricky Gervais put together. Yeah, life, uh, life is short. Life is short. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, you you should watch it. It was, I mean, it was like extras and and the uh, if you ever listened to the little, Ricky little Gervais, yeah. yeah, a little bit of curb in it. Yeah, it was good. What's it on? So, it's HBO. HBO. Yeah, Life is Short. It's only one season, but and one of the episodes spends a lot of time on Johnny Depp. <laughs> Life is short. Yeah, there was like a whole episode where Johnny Depp just wanted to hang out with him for a day because. Uh, uh, because he was a fan of Willow and Warwick Davis was like, why am I doing <laughs> like, why am I doing this? And it really goes into how weird and nutty Johnny Depp is. Nah, and that's that like 10 years ago. They could use that's that pretty good, actually. Yeah. So, right. so there's Willow. Life is short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then 
we got the trailer, long-awaited trailer for uh, The Sandman, which drops on August 5th on Netflix. Brad, mm. did, you, did you ever watch DC's The Sandman or read DC's The Sandman? Never did, but I understand that this has uh, my girl Clara Oswald uh, in there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch just about anything that uh, Clara is in. And she's playing Johanna Constantine, which Johanna Constantine, John Constantine. Okay. Is that right. his sister or something? No. In they the gender swapped him. Well, that's the word. Is that in the comic, Johanna Constantine shows up in like a flashback, but she doesn't show up until like issue 35, right? Uh, and it's and it's a story set like in the 1800s. Hmm. Well, this Joanna Constantine, it looks like I mean she's wearing like modern clothing. So the the thought is they they may have just gender swapped. Um, which you know whatever we've seen John Constantine a few times now anyway. So yeah, but and, um, Jenna Coleman and Jenna Coleman. Yeah. Uh, so well, yeah, so I I don't even know with Sandman. It's not the uh, Justice Society sin, man, but there is a loose connection there. There's a loose connection. So what's interesting about reading the Sandman comic is it does still intersect with the DCU, right? So uh, the DC universe, the um, uh, the Sandman is uh, Dream. He's the he, so you've got Dream, you've got Destiny, you've got Delirium, you've got Death. You got and so he's the the um like the god of dreaming. Okay. Right? And so uh he gets captured. They're trying to capture death. There's this cult that's trying to catch capture death in like the nineteen tens, right? And so they do this whole um uh ritual at, to try and cat and they accidentally capture death instead of I'm sorry, they actually captured Dream instead oh, of Death. Okay. All right. And so the guy that's the head of the cult won't let Dream out because he's he's afraid of his vengeance. And is Dream, so Dream Sandman? Who is Sandman? Dream is Sandman. Okay. The right. Sandman and gotcha. Dream, they're one and the same. Okay. More, uh, yeah. So um, Orpheus, Sandman, Dream, it's all the same. So um, Morpheus. So the, uh, the reason why Wesley Dobbs' Sandman ties in is because he would have dreams about um, Morpheus, okay. the Sandman Dream, right? So, um, and the reason the reason all that was happening is because Dream was captured. So there was like this connection between Wesley Dobbs, okay. or Dobbs and 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 the Dream. But it gets into you uh, in the first like ten, twelve issues. You do you remember the female? Um, uh oh my god Rex Mason what's his name Metamorpho oh, do you remember the female Metamorpho I do not no she was an 80s character uh, but she's in it she has like a whole story arc that's that's real sad it's her and death um there's a, a doctor uh Dr Destiny escapes in like the second issue and Dr Destiny's a big JLA villain and um, in issue four of the Sandman, it's either four or five. It's like a re- it'll it's really messed up. What happens? It's all set in this diner, and Doctor Destiny's sitting there, like controlling people, like puppets. And they said that that episode's in the show. 
So that oh, wow. I mean, that's that's going to get really you know pretty fucked up if it's in there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there's lots of intersects and references to the Justice League and everything. I wonder how much of that yeah. will actually make it in the show. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, Sandman's a very uh, very good, very interesting read. It's it's. Uh, if you like, I mean, I know you like Preacher, BMR. If you yeah, would com- if, if you commit the time to uh, Sandman, you'd like it. That being said, you're probably going to hate this thing. <laughs> that being said, you're going to hate it. <laughs> I'm going to try. That's BMR disapproves right there. I will give it a shot. I've always, so, you know, back in the day when we, you know, during the the store days, you know. Especially the early store days, everybody loved Sandman. That was like one of the most popular books. Now that kind of waned off towards the towards the middle. Well, once yeah, once well, no, when Neil Gaiman left. So Neil Gaiman left, and then they start. They did a book called The Dreaming, and they did uh, Death, the High Life, uh, the High Cost of Living, yeah. right? And so they right. tried to kind of keep it going, but uh, it, once Neil Gaiman left. And wrapped the the story for the Sandman. It lost a lot of steam. Now, but in recent years, um, uh, I think it was 2017, 2018, they did they re really uh, Neil Gaiman came back and did like a, a six or eight issue uh, Sandman Overture, which was another story arc, and they used it to kind of springboard and bring back. Now the Dreaming comic is back. It's not Gaiman. But they've really tried to kind of re uh, reinvigorate that those stories in that universe. So, well, hopefully it's not too crazy. I mean, I've tried. I try to watch. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I try to watch American Gods. I try to watch Good Omens, and I kind of put them in the same vein of kind of yeah. wacky. I don't even know how you know Vertigo ish type titles. Uh, but uh, again, I'll give this a shot for Jenna Coleman's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the first, uh, the first, basically, the first story arc is him escaping, and then he's got his helmet. Well, his helmet gets so yeah, and so and then he's got his um, his uh, bag of of uh, uh, sand tricks. Oh yeah, the bag you know to put people to sleep. So he, so the first story arc is basically him escaping and getting all of his instruments back and trying to rebuild his the kingdom of of dreaming. All right, so. He goes to hell and all sorts of stuff happens there. Then the second story arc, um, then it kind of does like one shots because it wasn't supposed to be an ongoing series. So they did like one shots and that's where that one with uh, the female metamorpho comes in and stuff. Uh, and or I'm sorry. Then he fights Des- uh, Dr. Destiny. Uh, and then it goes into kind of like the interstitial stuff where it's like one shots until they can, I guess, because they realize, no, we're going to make this an ongoing <laughs> series. Well, so hopefully the uh, hopefully the series will be good, be good. Tie tie in a little so. bit to DCS type stuff. Give give people something to hope for, I guess. Right? Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, I I'm doing the audiobooks now, and the audiobooks are full cast audio. So it's James McAvoy is is a dream. A dream. You've got uh, like um, David Tennant plays Loki. Ah. For an episode, you've got uh, you've got all sorts of like A list sort of actors. 
doing boy, doing the audiobooks, and they've done they've done two now. Each of the audiobooks covers like twenty issues. Oh, all right. So, well, maybe and they're uh, listen to those instead of the TV show. Then there you go. They're all narrated yeah. by uh, uh, Neil Gaiman. Oh, so. Okay, a lot of Neil Gaiman stuff for you. There you go. All right. Uh, any other trailer? That's it. Trailer wise, right? That's it. Trailer wise. So. All right. Very good. Uh, on to the movies. Or are you on my vacation let's, update? Let's go to your va- the vacation update. We got no, we got no uh, uh, theme song for it. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So we we decided to uh, you know where can we go? Uh, it's attractive to have something where the kids are occupied, you know, and yep. just send them off to do their own thing. And back in the fall, we did a Disney cruise, but just me and Tamara went. Just me and my wife went. Now, uh, a couple of years back, we took, we went with the kids and everything, and it was great. You sent them off. They were occupied the whole day. We didn't have to deal with them. We could go hang out at the pool, do whatever we wanted, right? Right. So we're like, let's do that again. And my wife went to go look at different cruises, cruise options. And so she went, and, and some of this will start, like, we there was realizations made the whole week, <laughs> like, uh, as to where we went wrong. Um, Uh, the first of it was a cruise, right? Uh, yeah, possibly. Um, I I think I had my, well, the first mistake is having like a Disney cruise and then going to pretty much anything else, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not going to be quite as uh, everything taken care of. You're making sacrifices no matter what. Yeah. Um, but so she books a cruise on the princess cruise line. So, that's the love boat. Yeah, that's there's the nothing that could yeah. go wrong there. Oh, yeah. oh. Right. hold on a minute. So you book a Disney cruise for kids, but you and Tamara only go. But then on the love because she found a deal with all the she found a deal with all the kids. And I'll come to yeah, that. Basically, tomorrow. basically, if you can get an off-peak, uh, short notice booking, you can get a steal, right? Um, but getting but when we did that back in the fall, it was only like a, a three day, like a three day cruise or a four day cruise. So it was like out and back. Right. Um, this, she was trying to do like a whole week. Right. And obviously it'd be four instead of two. Right. And, uh, um, and so long story short, she decided on princess and I found out later why she decided on princess or why we were looking at princess. And I wouldn't have known anyway, you know, until until we got back, uh, this was going to happen. So we went on the cruise, and day one, like in the dining room, I'm looking around. Like this is this is like the day the ship left. I think we were still in port because you can get on the ship and then go grab lunch when you're on the ship. I'm looking around and I'm like, "There's a lot of old people on this boat." No, no, like a lot of old people. On this boat, right? You're, right. you're the young, you're the young stuff. <laughs> like I'm the youngest person in this room, like you know. So, uh, and that theme carried on. So then we go to like, uh, you know, they always just have like a cruise director, and the cruise director keeps making jokes about how old everybody is, right? <laughs> like, wow. like, like a lot. We go to drop the kids off. There's no kids in the kids area whatsoever. None. Uh, on day one, so they they didn't even say they came with us. <clears throat> day two, we dropped them off and we got the hell out of there. 
you know, as quickly before they could realize, wait a right. minute, so I actually get the hell out of there. And Kevin Sardano, day two, a couple of kids showed up. You know, they had okay. a little group of like four or five kids. But the total out of like 2,000 guests on the boat, there was only 75 kids. Oh, wow. Right? Damn. <laughs> and so now I'm like, and now I'm really starting, I'm becoming more and more aware of this as, as, as like day two kind of rolls in. I would guess the median age on that boat was 62. Right. And it's us. Right. No, <laughs> you're dragging it no down. <laughs> you're dragging the average down. Yeah, we're, we're, and if I wasn't on the ship, it'd probably be like 67. If I didn't have two 13 year olds. Right. right. So, um, uh, so that's like day two. We're realizing, man, this is the, there's some old folks on this boat. And then they had a comedian on the ship who was, um, uh, oh shit, uh, Don Frieza, which he's had a, a, a Showtime special. Oh. Right? Back so in 1983. No, it was like, uh, it was like 2015 or 14, something like that. I mean, it was relatively recent. He had his own HBO special. And he won different like comedy yeah, uh, festival things. Great Reagan jokes. <laughs> so, so he's the comedian, and he was pretty okay. He was okay. pretty good, like, right. to the point where we're like, he goes, "Yeah, I want to do another show uh, uh, Wednesday night." So he was in the Princess Theater the first night or the second night, whenever he did it. He's like, "I had two nights, or the night after, uh, you know, not tomorrow night or the night after, I'm going to be in the in the lounge, and I'll, you know, I've got a whole other set. It's going to be a little more personal." Well, okay. yeah, you know what? There ain't shit else going on. Let's go do that. Might as well. So that was day two. Day three was Memorial Day, right? And this was the weirdest shit. Well, let me go back to the comedian real quick. So uh, then you day one was a it was a it was a, a seniors swingers cruise. <laughs> no, uh, no, <laughs> that's where it Almost got really just, weird. Also, like, so his first set, he's talking about his family, his wife, and a lot of the jokes are, are kind of like that early Cosby sort of, you know, okay. humor, you know, um, dad is great. He gives us chocolate cake, you know, that kind of stuff, the old Cosby bits, right. right? So it's those kind of family stories and his wife and, you know, oh, the wife, she's, you know, she's got me up, you know, those kind of things. Well, when we go see the next show, he's like, well, you know how I told you guys, I was telling you guys about my wife. It's really my ex-wife. <laughs> and so the other set was all about his wife what leaving him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so it really, so like you're like, oh, this is pretty funny. And then it's like, here's his comedy act. Now, now let's listen to him work through some shit for yeah, Now the therapy session. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like wow. his therapist for this. And was it a full so, room? Full room? Full room, not many laughs being had. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> So, so that's that happened. Then we had um, uh, a magician, a comedy magician, that did two shows. Can't go wrong with a comedy and, magician. And what was funny with him was was the guy's in his sixties, but you'd see him trying to use his magic tricks. Or once you realized who it was, you'd see him around the ship trying to hit on ah. you know twenty somethings with his magic. Nice. So he'd corner some you know uh, some college kid or some early thirties woman. And and have her, you know, captive while he does magic tricks, trying to, you know, lure her back up to his room. Cool. <laughs> so that all went down. Uh, I saw 
one guy fell down the stairs in front of me. Like uh, he was trying to come up the stairs and like completely missed the step and just planted. And because because it's an older cruise, like you saw all these people just come running up. And he was embarrassed, so he took off. They're like, sir, 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 are you okay? I to go. <laughs> Never seen him move so fast. There's an incident report you got so loud. Yeah, sir, <laughs> don't sue us. <laughs> don't sue us. So that happened. We had um, one night we were going to the, the uh, um, dining room. The food uh, was awful, except for the dining room, right? If you went to, like, the sit-down dining room, if you tried to go to any of the quick service or buffet stuff, the food was gone. But if you went to the dining room, it was kind of, it was it was okay. Uh, but we went to the dining room one night and uh, late in the trip, and you and you would book your reservation. You book what time you wanted to go to the dining room, and they would, they would always kind of line up because it's all the old people, right? Right. I mean, they, they they take their time sitting down. They take their time, you know, scooting yeah, their yeah. walker back to the table. There's going to be a log jam, and so we're sitting there, and this old guy in the front's like yelling at the mater d. And so I pick up on it, and and he's like. Uh, well, why do we have to make a reservation and still have to wait in line? Good and the Mater D's like, well, the Mater D's like, well, sir, we had um, um, uh, uh, a health scare or we had a medical situation, and so we're a little backed up. And like, so in the foreground is this guy screaming at him with his jet black dyed hair, right? You know, like this old man, this ninety-year-old man screaming at him. The Mater D is trying to explain, hey, we've had this medical situation. If you look just slightly to the right of the medical of the uh, Mater D, there's this lady with cotton white hair and an oxygen mask on with her husband holding her hand like she's about to die, sitting right there. Oh, right? Man. So he's screaming at the Mater D. The Mater D's like, yeah, we had a medical situation. And the guy goes, what the hell's that got to do with anything? Oh, my God. <laughs> like a little old lady. Like she's like, she looked like literally she needed to be airlifted off the boat. <laughs> so that's all going on, right? That's that's the the level of truth. This is the situation I needed you uh, you guys to chime in on. So Memorial Day was a formal night, and we didn't bring suits or anything, so we had to go eat at the buffet. Okay. Um, the buffet. Did you, not, did you not eat at the captain's dinner? I, no. That's the formal night. No, because you had to bring like a suit and tie. I'm not yeah. gonna. The kids don't have a suit and tie. Hell no. Like I'm not gonna buy them a suit and tie to go sit. So we just said, no. Nah, this is before we tasted the food too. <laughs> you know, we had to pack before we got a sample of the food. Right, right. We're like, no, we'll just that night we'll go get whatever the quick service is and just not deal with the the suits. So we're in the buffet Memorial Day night, and we're trying to figure out something to eat because it's all god awful. And the kids are sitting there, and Tanner goes to uh, goes to leave for the restroom. And there's this guy in his 50s behind me. I did not get a good look at him. But, man, he was sitting right there, and he was talking really loud, so I could hear everything he was saying. And so he starts going, you know, uh, he was a veteran. I, you know, I think I'll do it when he gets back. I think, I think when he comes back, I'm going to do it. Okay. And this lady next to him goes, well, you should do it. You should. That's Memorial Day. He goes, yeah, you know, I'm going to do the national anthem. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the national anthem when he gets back. What? Now, it's formal night. Everybody's downstairs, but just a a handful, maybe 15 people are in this whole whole buffet room, right? Of course, they sat right next to us. Of course. He goes, and so the whole time he's like talking it up. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm about to text Tamara. This dude's about to start singing the national anthem in the middle of the. 
my pay line, right? (laughs) Before I can text her, she comes back. And I'm like, we got to go. This guy, and I'm trying. He's 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 within like ten feet of me. I'm like, this guy is about to sing the national anthem. So he's what? just gonna like, break out singing in the middle with no one asking him. Nobody asked him to. He's just decided this is what he's gonna do, right? <laughs> and so so I, I'm like, this guy's fixing to sing the national anthem. And she's like, what? I was like, the guy behind me is about to get up and sing the national anthem. He's he's psyching himself up to do it. <laughs> And uh, sure enough, not, not two, three minutes later, he stands up. He goes, attention, everyone. If I can have all of your attention, please. How old uh, is this guy? Yeah, like mid-50s. Right? He, he, and I never. Age? <laughs> he's being uh, he, he may have been pushing 60. So, but uh, he goes, I never saw him, right? I saw him, I guess, when I was coming to the table, just in cursory, but this is before, like, anything happened, so I didn't know what he looked like. So he, um, at this point, he stands up, and I guess the central part of the room is directly behind me now. So he decides to stand, like, two feet behind me and make this proclamation that, you know, in celebration of Memorial Day, I would like to perform the national anthem for all of you, all right. 15 people or so, <laughs> uh, using my God-given talent. And I'm like, well, that's a little braggadocious, but okay. All right. Let's and he goes, however, however, and this is where I lost it. However, I will not be using words. Uh-oh. What? I'm so like, what? Is he signing <laughs> it? Is this called Hamlet? What? Close, close. So then he, he starts. Ah, he starts that's fantastic. The national anthem. He starts whistling the national anthem in the buffet, and, and like I look what he said when he, when he goes, "I will not be using words." I'm like, huh? and then immediately he starts whistling, and I lost it. He's standing like a foot and a half, oh, two right. feet behind Come me, on. and I. It's just like at Ryan's when when uh, Nancy promises Manwich. It's the same oh scenario. Like, I, I'm like crying. I'm laughing. I can't stop laughing. The kids are, are, are looking at me. Uh, we're all trying not to make eye contact. Hard. I mean, we're, we're all. You, you broke out laughing that hard. I didn't. Nothing came out of my nose. But yeah, okay. I couldn't. That night. I was crying, like trying not to make eye contact with the kids. The kids are trying not to make eye contact with me. We're all, every time one of us looks at it, we just start giggling. He whistles the entire national anthem. Nice. Was he a loud whistler? I mean, was he like, yeah, a, was he good or just yeah, unexpected? Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he went, if you expect, if you ask, Hey buddy, could you whistle the national anthem? That's what you, this is what you would hear. It okay. wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know how he thought it was a God given talent. But he, uh, the kid said that he was doing the gestures like like an opera singer because oh, he was okay. behind me. They were like he was doing this, like the. Why didn't you record it in this? Yeah. Like he's he's doing all these grandiose gestures while he's doing it, and then he goes, and now I I always like to to finish it up with uh, uh, <laughs> the Andy <laughs> God. God bless America. Oh my and God. so then he whistled. Then they have to listen to him whistle God bless America. And then when he's done, you've got that. You, he, while he's doing this, 
people are so awkward. People are like, well, I guess I'm not eating. They're putting down their forks. I guess I'm going to have to stand for this shit. Yeah. Taking their hats off and having to li- put their hands over their heart to listen to, you know, and they're <clears throat> to listen to him whistle the national anthem. Uh, and and at the end, it's the yeah, the, the it was like that little smattering of claps and people oh, just sat back down. They kept eating their food. We we never stood up. I, if I had turned around and looked at the guy, I would have just I would have done a spit take. Like it was oh. it was so bizarre. And all he was trying to do was just you know it's I've got a captive audience. People aren't going to walk out. Yeah. I've got an excuse. It's Memorial, Memorial Day. Got to go get the talent. I've got a guaranteed uh, pl- applause at the end. It's, you're, they're, they're applauding the national anthem, but he's like, "Oh, look, they applauded me." This proves I, I got talent. I cannot believe this. Uh, that is. Did you not record it? No. <laughs> no. I like. I. It was. Look, I, it was all I could do. I was biting my head. Like not to just laugh in his face, and then he goes uh, and he like walks past the table, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, national anthem," and they're laughing at it. Oh, like no. that's what we were laughing at was the national right, anthem, right, right, right. Not this dude. <clears throat> so that happens, and then on the last day of the cruise, the kids are like, "Guess who we just saw?" And I'm like, "Who?" They're whistling guy. He got on the elevator with us. Ooh. And so it's them and like the the kids that they kind of buddied up with on the cruise. He gets on the elevator, and I was like, "Well, did he say anything?" Yeah, <laughs> he whistled. I was like, "What did he say?" He goes, "He said he got on the elevator and he saw the weight capacity sign, and he goes, anytime you get on a uh, crowded elevator, uh, everybody's worried about the weight capacity. It looks at the fat guy." Oh. <laughs> talking, talk, talking about himself. Right. Everybody looks at the fat guy. <laughs> and then, then he goes, I like the whistling guy. That's too bad. Goes, I kind of like that. I wish I would have gotten another whistling guy. I mean, and then he goes, same thing whenever whenever anybody passes gas on an elevator. <laughs> wow. Everybody looks at the fat He's guy. entertaining the kids <laughs> there, it sounds like. I cannot believe he... He sat there and psyched himself up to to whistle the national anthem. I mean that, and and you didn't take a video. And you did, that's the most oh. disappointing thing. Uh, I'm I mean, so sorry. Come on, man. I mean, you should have stopped him and said, "Hold on a minute, sir." Let me get well, this. I got a video. The whole here. seat where people are having to put down their forks and oh, stand no, up from the table. Nobody wants to be there. And so they're all having to listen to this guy. They're all having to stand up and put their hand on their heart. You know, and they have to clap at the end. And, and it's all in his mind. It's because of his God-given talent. Well, there you his go. incredible talent of whistling. God. It's all because That's you didn't pack a tie. Weird. Next time all you bring a tie. Pack a tie. Yeah, I just wow. order room service. So, long story short. So, uh, he's probably told everybody, like, oh, man, they love me. Oh, they love except me. for the people bad. with the kids. Except for these kids that were getting, they were laughing. Can you believe that? They were laughing at the national anthem. Not, they were laughing at me whistling like a jackass. Right. <laughs> so, then on the last day of the cruise, after all this goes down, and I'm like, it, I was like, why did we get. Princess Cruise Line. Yeah, why did we get and this? Camera goes, well, my dad loves it. Ah, 
There you go. Take it from Car an old 70, person. My 78 year old. <laughs> he thinks it's great. Beautiful women. And I was like, well, you, you can't argue with that logic. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, hilarious, man. Wow. Yeah. So no Long story more, short. Nothing but Disney cruises from now on. So, well, it depends. No For our 65 cruises. and up listeners, yeah. go yeah. princess. No kids, right? They've got good. Apparently, they're, they're on the spot. If there's any sort of falls or, yep. or strokes in the dining room, they're ready for you. <laughs> you may have to listen to some whistling, but yeah, you're 65 and older. Perfect. 65 just think, and under. Just think those people that you're on the boat with during the love boat days. They were probably you know the ones hooking up. They on were the hooking up left and 70s. right. That's yeah. They were the ones banging it out back in the uh, 70s on the love boat. Uh, the bartender was not named Isaac, and not once did he give me the uh, the he didn't finger guns. He didn't, he didn't finger gun me once. God <laughs> damn, dude! Did you did you at least throw him a finger gun? No, nope. thanks, thanks, uh, brother. Dude. No, thanks. So, yeah. Oh, and our uh, the captain. Oh my god, the captain. He would get on the PA, and it was the same thing. He would give these long rambling <laughs> like 15 minute updates about what's going on with the ship. What the fuck like is going get, on with the ship? Yeah, yeah. We were going uh, we to head in some rain. Uh, yeah, we're going to head in some rain. There's a tropical depression on the other side of Florida. We'll, we'll probably see some rain and some weather bands of that. That's all he had to say. He went on and on and every time he got that mic, it was just like he couldn't shut up and he would just talk for 20 minutes. Well, and he, and he has the button. Ninety years old. <laughs> he has the button where he can broadcast to the dining rooms, to common areas, or every Just room. Everybody. And he would blast to every room and make announcements, and they would be fifteen minute announcements Ugh. about Just make nothing. Sure y'all were in the know. Just make sure y'all so, know. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. If you're under sixty, if you're over sixty five, Princess Cruise Lines. If you're right. under sixty five, or, or everything else. Everything else, go elsewhere. Well, see, so I see you wouldn't have known, though. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. I, seems like you would had you had a good time. You should go again on Princess Cruise. Never, never again, unless they decide to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, I mean, the Podman sponsored by Princess well, Cruise. After, I'm sure after this segment, they will. If you're uh, un-American, they'll, uh, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll jump on it. You know. <laughs> This glowing review that you've done on it. Wow. So now we've got food terrible. <laughs> food terrible. Entertainment whistling. So far. <laughs> the uh, whistling. <laughs> it was all. Uh, it was all old people food. Well, that's what I told Tara. I was like, I realized that the, the reason it was so bad is because they were afraid to put any salt. They couldn't put any salt. Couldn't in put any. <laughs> Everything was pre-mashed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mashed up. Their teeth won't fall out. Uh, everything had to be soft and, 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 and chewable and uh, uh, no salt whatsoever. <laughs> no spiciness at all. So, no spice, no salt. No, no, yeah. So, well, hey, from, from a vacation review of uh, 1970s uh, Princess Cruise. Maybe to the movie reviews of the 1980 movie. Uh, I don't know. That was a horrible uh, segue. <laughs>
<laughs> he tried. I tried. There was an attempt. All right. So, uh, so let's talk about Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. You boys have both seen it. Everybody yeah, seems see. to really love this movie for some reason. I have, I have no desire to ever to see it or relive Top Gun, much to Jacob's chagrin of Top Gun. I'd love to hear if, uh, you know how it compares in Jacob's eyes. Uh, but uh, Podman Ron, Top Gun Maverick, what do you think of this guy? What is, is, is Maverick back right, at well, it? And what was, was he doing before? Fan. I was not a big fan of the original Top Gun at all. It felt like a music video the whole time it was kind of ridiculous but uh but i saw it back back in the day and uh i thought alex saw this movie before i did so i talked to him on the phone and of course he loved it and it was just glowing recommendation about it just absolutely love love this movie so he got me hyped up a little bit you know he compared it to you know how rocky four and Creed two was to Rocky four, and he kind of compared it like that, where Rocky four was the kind of the, the goofy eighties movie, but Creed two kind of made it a little bit more serious, and okay. you know, kind of updated it. So I, I kind of went in expecting that. What I got was uh, the same fucking exact movie as Top Gun back in the eighties. Oh I mean, wow! Yeah, it was. Just, I mean, it was enjoyable. I, I liked it more than Top Gun back in the eighties. I, I actually liked the movie. But uh, this had more structure. Tom, yeah, it had more structure, but I really don't get Tom Cruise, why everybody likes him so much. I mean, I take that back. He is a likable person, but he has no personality in these movies. He he is a one-dimensional person. Mm. I mean, he is. He's Tom Cruise. He he does not deviate. I mean, it's like watching just toast on the screen. I mean, he doesn't. (laughs) He has no personality whatsoever and when he tries to have a little bit of a jovial personality it just comes off so stiff that huh. it does not come off genuine i mean it's just it's just he was the worst part of the whole movie i mean <laughs> so uh, I, miles teller actually i like his character i like uh the evil mustache twirling uh rival this time I, his character i mean I don't know. It was a good movie, but well, I just you, don't get Tom Cruise, so I don't. I don't get everybody's fascination with him. Wow! You had Hangman, what? who was the Iceman, virtually the exact right. same character, right? Val Kilmer yeah. versus yeah. You had even to the point where like they, uh, and then you had uh, you know Goose was uh, um, in the first movie is uh, uh, and Rooster's his son Miles Teller. And right. they look Anthony just was, like them. I mean, they look. Just, yeah, he did look a lot like oh, yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you had, uh, you had a lot of the same sort of beats as the first movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean. But then you had, I, I kind of liken it as, you got a sequel to Top Gun and Iron Eagle. <laughs> All in the same movie. Kind of did. Right? Right. And Airwolf. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish Airwolf. Firefox, Airwolf, Blue Thunder, Blue Steel, Blue Thunder, Blue Thunder, Blue Thunder. Yeah. So I like I almost wonder if Tom Cruise thought he was in Iron Eagle <laughs> <laughs> when he was putting this script together because you've got if you take the first like two acts of 
Top Gun Maverick, it's almost verbatim Top Gun. It, it really was. Really? I mean, it actually, it really was. And that's why the, the first two acts was boring. It was the last act that saved the movie for me. Yes. And so it's the Iron Eagle part of the movie that saved the movie. <laughs> so the third act, <laughs> the third act is Iron Eagle. Uh, yeah, it really was. So, so uh, you know, my rooster doesn't like, uh, you know, um, Maverick. And you're trying to find out why he doesn't like Maverick. And, you know, Maverick's the one that stalled him getting into uh, into the Naval Academy and you know, all that kind of stuff. That's what you find out. And so they kind of have their moment where they they put aside their, you know, their resentment or whatever. And, and you know, uh, uh, Miles Teller's like, well, I understand. I understand what, you know, what you did, why you did what you did. And then they go off uh, to to have the same, you know, nondescript battle with what could be Iranians or it could be Russians <laughs> or it could be North Koreans. We're not really going to say who they're fighting, right? Um, they go off and have their adventure, right? And they were a lot more descriptive as to what the um, what the mission was. Which they weren't in Top Gun, so that was that was that was a trade up, right? Like you, you had like a clear definition of what the mission was and what everybody was supposed to do. However, it was essentially the Death Star trench. Right? <laughs> yeah, but you picked that up, right? PMR. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Essentially, it's the they're just got to run the Death Star trench and drop a bomb in a, yeah. in a port valve, right? <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it was. I mean. <laughs> So I mean, I'm really laughing is. because everybody that has seen it said, "Oh my God, this is a great movie." I mean, are people really that desperate? It's, it's a yes. You know what? Oh, it was okay. a decent movie. It, it really was a decent movie. I mean, I, towards the end, it does. you are you are like interested. I mean, you you want to go I, whistle I, the the national anthem? That you feel very I, patriotic. I, I, there was a guy whistling in the background the national anthem. That may have been Brian. <laughs> the. Uh, I would say the movie is more than the sum of its parts. Okay. So I guess that's a win, right? I guess. But so. essentially, yeah, it's Top Gun. The whole it movie is. Top I mean, Gun. I mean, he he basically took Top Gun and took everything. He got the nostalgia part right, and then he 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 improved the ending to Top Gun and threw it out. Added the, the, the Death Star Trench from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, he had added the, the trench from Star Wars. Now, and and at, everybody is losing their mind over it. So at the end of Act Two, <laughs> and this is why people like it better. At the end of Act Two, you're like, well, I mean, uh, we're, we've been in here about two hours. This thing's got to be wrapped wrapping up. Maverick gets shot down. Uh oh. So Maverick gets shot down, and then it turns into Iron Eagle. <laughs> so he shot, he, he shot down behind enemy lines, and Rooster uh, goes to save Maverick. And um, uh, they, I mean, this is literally Iron Eagle. They go behind enemy lines. They steal an enemy jet, which was in Iron Eagle. I'm, uh, I'm almost yeah. certain. Uh, and then they have to fly back, uh, and then they have to take out. And, and they keep talking about that the enemy has these fifth generation uh, fighter jets. And I'm like, well, why the hell would they have fifth generation fighter jets and we would? Right. Like, uh, is Lockheed Martin making jets for, you know, North Korea and not, not including us in on the deal? <laughs> like, what the hell is happening? 
So, uh, yeah, the they take out the, the Jets, they land, you know, everybody's everybody's happy, all's forgiven, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, it's it, – this movie, it kind of highlights all the stuff that kind of wasn't great about Top Gun. You know, they they didn't really – they didn't – they couldn't use the planes the way they wanted to. A lot of that stuff was just, you know, either models or it was just f- film of plane skirmishes and stuff. Right. It wasn't actually made for the movie, so they had to kind of fit, like, the fighter jet stuff into the movie. Um, so they couldn't really have, like, a lot of, like, uh, um, plot in the in the, in the dogfights, right? right? So this, you got a definitive, you know, explanation of what the mission was. You got dogfights that made better sense, right? You got action in the air that uh, you got much better special effects with the action in the air and, and, and what's happening. You can follow the, the what's happening in the dogfight better. And then you've got the whole thing behind enemy lines where they're trying to get to the uh, hangar, steal a jet, and get back to their boat. So you had more of the kind of the action hero stuff going on there. Him running, avoiding bullets, you know, uh, all that, you know, knocking out uh, um, enemy, you know, uh, um, insurgents, or not insurgents, but enemy, you know, um, combatants. Right. So it is a much better movie than than, uh, Top Gun. Uh, it's a, I'll say it's a good movie, Wow! but at, at some point you, you can, you're just like, all right, well, th- you can just pick it apart, you know, like, well, like all they're doing. Oh yeah. You're picking apart. What you've <laughs> seen enough movies to realize, okay, they just stole this. They stole this. They stole <laughs> this and slapped it all together and put Top Gun Maverick. On it. But here's the, so. here's the thing. Here's what I think why everybody likes it so much. It's just simple. I mean, it's, it is a very simple movie. I mean, there's not much. You know, I mean, there's dialogue, of course, but it's not, you know, you, you don't really have to think very hard to watch this movie. Yeah. So it's just a just a, a good action summer popcorn movie and you know, throw in a little nostalgia in it. You got, you know, Val Kilmer in it reprising his role. You know, I mean, even to the point that Jennifer Connelly's character, uh, she plays this girl named Penny in The Bartender, but... She wasn't in the first movie, but her name was referenced in the first movie several times. Oh, really? His girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. He, they talked about her a couple of times in the first movie because uh, he had just broke her heart or something in the first movie or done something. And, and uh, so they did a really good job of, you know, the nostalgia part of it. But I don't know. Like I said, Tom Cruise is just so boring i mean god lord this guy's boring just, it's the same old movie yeah. star thing he just plays himself yeah he really so. does and then there my whole even the love scenes it's so funny because you know i've always heard that you will not see tom cruise kiss another woman in in a movie so in the love scenes they're in bed together and they're just like you know they're she's got the sheet pulled you know up to her breast and he's shirtless and they're just talking in bed. They're just, they're just talking in bed. They're just giggling and, you know, you know, they're just, you know, it's just a montage, but and huh. then they're like, he'll kiss her on the cheek or something. And I'm like, it. Oh my God, this is, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So it's a, yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, <laughs> I would give it a bad sex scene, but good movie. Four out of five. I can't wait for, uh, 
Days of Thunder. Days Cole of Trickle. Thunder part two. <laughs> Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle. That was his name in Days of Thunder. Cole, Cole Trickle. Trickle. Not D. C O L E. Cole Trickle. Good so, lord. So, so what do you overall, Podman Ron? What do you give this movie? What score here? I gave it a four out of five. Four out of five. I mean, I'd see it again. I'd actually watch this stupid movie. I, I wouldn't watch Top Gun again. No, but I'd watch this dumb movie. Again. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I'd give it four out of five. Wow, that's so. pretty high. Okay. Well, I, yeah. if I see it, I'll I'll see it on cable and fast forward to the uh, air scenes. Is that pretty much and, what I heard? And. Tom Cruise runs in it. You know, he runs in everything. Of course, he's got to run. Yeah, run yeah that, that, that was why they had, had to shoot him line. down behind. That's why they had to shoot him down behind enemy lines so he could ah, run so out. He could run. Okay, so he can, very good. So he could do that weird run that he does with his arms, you know, and, like karate <laughs> chopping. <laughs> All right. Well. He's cutting through the air. Yeah, literally he's reducing wind air. resistance by karate chopping the air. Karate chop the air. Tom, Tom Cruise can do no wrong. Everybody loves him. <laughs> Everybody loves Tom Cruise. What do I know? Uh, Fuck. <laughs> exactly. And he's got that massive tooth. You know, he's got that tooth of his, like in the center of his mouth. It's in the center, that? yeah. Dead center, yeah. Weird. If Pretty a guy weird. like that could make it, I don't know what's been holding you back, PMR. I know, right? Yeah. I'm an idea man. That's right. That's yep, it. just a support team. All right. So, uh, <laughs> any, any, you just I'm need like, better lackeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he had more productive lackeys, Podman Ron would be a true success. <laughs> if he surrounded himself with more better followers, just like Tom Cruise. All right, TV land? Yes. Over in TV land, uh, we've got a couple of things. Some... Uh, I don't know. We've got Stranger Things, we've got The Boys, and we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Obi-Wan is releasing weekly, and Stranger Things has released Done. several episodes, but then there's going to be a part two to the season. And The Boys, I don't know anything about that. It's uh, weekly. It's weekly, but they dropped the first three episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can, talk about all, we can talk about all three of them. It won't take long. All right. Which way, where do you want to start, PMR? Say Obi-Wan. Yeah, let's do Obi Wan. I agree. All right, Obi Wan Kenobi, the story that we no one thought they needed to know about Obi Wan Kenobi looking over little Leia, as it turns out, a lot of little Leia uh, and little Luke. I, I was surprised that Leia shows up in uh, the whatever first they did the, two they episodes. They did the old bait and switch on us on the uh, advertising. Yeah, That's yeah, good. we didn't know Leia was going to be involved. I, I. I think I don't know if I'm caught up or not. I saw I saw where Vader appears. So spoiler Vader alert: up, uh, Vader appears. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say that this is it's held my interest. I'm not saying it's good by any means, uh, but I, I guess it just holds my interest. Just you and McGregor, maybe, and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. I think it is interesting how they've made Obi Wan Kenobi kind of a one of the better Star Wars characters when he had no role whatsoever, you know, in the original uh, uh, trilogy. You know, he was there, he was there, and he gave Luke a lightsaber, and he died pretty much. And now they've got this rich backstory that they've created for him and everything. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, Ewan McGregor, I like. Uh, But everything else around it, uh, 
Uh, again, sick of Tatooine. <laughs> Glad he got off of it for a little bit, but it's okay, I guess, right? Yeah, it just bugs me that they some of the shit they do in this show and all the Disney stuff. Like, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. It's like, you know, uh, when Leia, well, when, first off, the actress that plays Leia is, it's bizarre. I don't know if she's 27 <laughs> or or six, but she talks like she's 27, right. but she's like three feet tall. It is bizarre. Like I can't. Well, that's them trying to show that she's, you know, she's she's wise beyond her years. Oh yeah, she you know? is. I mean, you know, she's a she's a precocious little little princess. Know. Well, precocious yeah. is not what I would describe her as. If they're <laughs> shooting for precocious, it's it's not coming across. Um, but yeah, that casting is just it's weird. It's weird. The um the the logic gaps. And the plot holes yeah. are hard to like ignore, right? I mean, so like when he, she runs away from Obi Wan in that market, right? He's a freaking Jedi. Like, is is, is a well, uh, you I guess know, uh, we're, and maybe they hit on it, Brian, and because uh, he did have to struggle to regain his levitation power. So, has he kind of lost everything? Did they say that somewhere along the line? And they he's struggling, it, but or he's just, just out of practice, or what? I guess. Uh, Obi Wan, we find Obi Wan. He's a a, a sand butcher. <laughs> yeah, he's a well, you know, <laughs> chopping up sand wells. Yeah, he's he's a butcher. You know, just working in the desert. And then he steals the meat. I don't understand. You know, I, he's stealing the meat to feed his horse or whatever that yeah, thing is. It seems like that should play into something, but it never it, did. It's it, like, yes, I was waiting for that too because they kind of they showed him doing that, and they multiple times, multiple times, yeah, and multiple and, times. So and he thought, didn't do it like okay. a sleight of hand. He kind of did it pretty yeah. well on the open, and he just tucked it in his pocket. So yeah, I wasn't I thought, sure. Okay, if, they're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. That he, Something was gonna like they're gonna beat his ass. Or fire <laughs> I thought something would materialize. Like, yeah, no, nothing at all. It just it was just a little plot line that went nowhere. Yeah, but I need this job, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just stole some well blubber to feed my horse elephant. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then you got the whole thing with Bail Organa. Like he tries to call him, he doesn't answer. Bail's there. Do you not think that the Empire would have somebody right. watching Bail Organa, someone who was incredibly outspoken against the senator? You know, well, uh, during the princess. So there you go. Yeah, he just jumps in the ship, flies to Tatooine. What's Bail Organa doing on Tatooine? Ah, we don't need to know. You know, it, it's just he's a known associate. Hold on, he's a known associate of Obi Wan. Right. So they kidnap Leia to smoke out Obi-Wan, but they're not bothering to track where Bail Organa's going? Right. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, it holds my, like Brad said, it holds my attention. You know, I like like Ewan McGregor. I like, I can tolerate the little girl. For the most part, 
But I love the Vader scenes because that, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. The Vader scenes, not, not because it was Vader and him fighting. I just like the, the aesthetics of it at right. night, the way it was, the lightsabers, well, no. Vader stuff, all that looked really, yeah. really cool. I liked how Vader came into the town and it was reminiscent of, of when he first, uh, when you first see him, you know, right. he's just, he's just yeah, walking that, straight through and just killing people and, and just, you know, all that was really cool. But I think my favorite scene in the whole thing, and if, if I would have wrote this, I would have, I would have written it like this is he's in the back of the truck with Leia. And those stormtroopers get in the truck. Now he's wearing fucking Jedi robes. Yeah. I mean, he's wearing a robe like a Jedi. He hasn't changed his appearance much. I mean, brown robe. All right. And uh, so, and they've already gotten the APB to look right. for a Jedi. So they're so they got they're looking for a Jedi with a kid. I'm assuming with a kid because he left with a fucking kid. So <laughs> so here's this guy looks like a. Or Jedi. at least they know Bail Organa's daughter's been kidnapped. Right. Right. So so then so the stormtroopers look at him and they go, Hey, uh, have you seen any seen a Jedi <laughs> around? And he goes he goes, I wouldn't know what one looks like. I swear <laughs> I would have been well, like if the stormtroopers should have went, Well, they wear a brown robe, right. uh, usually a beard, Hood. and then go, Wait a Wait a minute. Wait. Yeah, should have done it. It was just so stupid that the whole thing was dumb. I mean, well, it's like, come on. I, I read some, you know, saw a meme or something like that about you know Obi Wan, you know, hides out on planet to watch over <laughs> blah blah blah, uh, dresses just like a Jedi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, again, so what is it? Wear a t-shirt. What? Says, I love right, That's right. I mean. Don't hassle me. I'm local. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, where are yeah. sunglasses? Did that not create sunglasses? All yeah, surely. It is a desert planet. Yeah, you can right. take the I sunglasses and be normal. <laughs> So, I mean, what is it with the, what's the deal with these shows? I mean, all of the Star Wars shows, seemingly, right? I mean, they are just so full of plot holes. Again, are they, are they just for kids that, and we're picky about it? And my, my thing that I thought was kind of nutty in this was in that, the Vader scene, the fight scene, is Obi-Wan's in the, 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 the tunnels with the, whoever the woman was and little Leia. And he's like, Oh, you guys go, I'll meet you at the ship or whatever he does. And he's going to go back yeah. and fight Vader for whatever reason. First of all, it does. It seems like, or maybe it doesn't seem like was Vader able to sense that Obi-Wan was a couple of yards away, hiding behind a door, you know, and that's he, what I'm guessing. But, <laughs> but again, it's like, okay, well, what? so anyway, so uh, Obi-Wan says that, Hey, I'll catch up with you later. And they were in a tunnel, and then, unless I fell asleep, which is highly possible, all of a sudden the scene shifts, and uh, Obi-Wan's at the uh, the sand mill or whatever, just like in the middle of this old construction site or something, just yeah. kind of wandering between these dunes or something. It's, it, it never shows them, like, is that, like, right next door? And I don't know, it just the whole thing seemed or, very odd. Or what about this? When the third sister, <clears throat> after... Um, or the third sister finally figures out, wait a minute, there's something with this building. She finds the tunnel, right? right. Now, this is after they close the door. Yeah, yeah. Leia and the girl took off down the tunnel. Obi-Wan has led Darth Vader away. 
She finally starts to investigate this building. She right. finds the tunnel and then all realizes that it's a, it's a tunnel. Leia tells that uh, that rebel that's with her, "You got to go help Obi Wan." What tunnel did is, is there right. multiple yeah. exits to this? Because she's on like, the other side. Because she's the, on the other side. The Inquisitor woman's on the other side all of a sudden. Is now on the other side and has already killed the person that's going to smuggle them off planet. So, right. like, how long is this total? It's either incredibly <laughs> short or incredibly long. Like, it, it doesn't yeah, make any sense. There were, yeah, I, I caught that as well. I was like, I wait a like, minute, what did I miss here? I would like to throw it out there to Disney or... HBO Max and all these people that they could hire me to just sit back and say, <laughs> I mean, I this is that. ridiculous. Y'all shouldn't. You need a bullshit detector. You, you, need need a bullshit you need a bullshit detector. detector. Yeah. You need a, someone that knows but, canon, bullshit detector, can, can no plot device. I mean, uh, plot holes can say, oh, that's a plot hole there. I mean, God damn. I mean, someone that says, you know, why are we dressing Obi-Wan like, a Jedi, uh, shouldn't he wear something different? <laughs> I mean, just shut up, you know? I mean, anything. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing is, uh, you've got Ewan McGregor that's played this character for 20 plus years. Why right. isn't he saying, hey, this doesn't really make sense? Right. Or, he's he's or, just along for the ride. Have I lost my powers here? Why wouldn't I well, why, do something to maybe well, show that I'm fogging? Well, maybe, up Anakin's well, mind, a, or something like that. Let me ask y'all this. Let me ask you guys this again. Uh, why am I putting this meat in my pocket? What's my motivation here? Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, coming to play later on? Or, uh, you know. I mean, what about this? What about this? Hey guys, uh, you realize at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, I knew that Anakin became Darth Vader, right? There's a whole scene where I see him become Darth Vader. Are we just not going to reference that at all? I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole scene at the end where he's watching uh, Palpatine. It's on a video screen, but he's watching Palpatine after Anakin killed the younglings. And Palpatine goes, rise, Lord Vader. Well, So Palpatine was Darth Sidious. Right. He's calling Anakin Lord Vader. Right. I mean, like, how stupid is it? Again, it proves Podman Ron's theory that Jedis are nothing but cowards and useless. That's another one. I mean, Obi Wan, he's he's a a freaking coward. He's like a wuss. And yeah, he didn't try to stop Darth Vader. While Darth Vader's killing those people through the town, Obi-Wan's like peeking through the blinds. <laughs> then he's like, I'll lure him away. Feet don't fail me now. He was, a, he was about to kill uh, uh, Owen. I mean, he, right. uh, not him, Darth yeah, Vader, the Inquisitor, but third sister whatever. or whatever yeah. the fuck, or yeah. whoever. And he's just hiding and crouching back like, <laughs> Oh, shit, I hope you don't wrap oh, it about to go down. I mean, you would I, think, I mean, again, you know that his mission is to protect the children at all costs, or, or that's what we're assuming the mission is, right? Uh, yeah. But you would still say that <laughs> to keep killing Uncle Owen, you know, could he, yeah. and maybe this goes back to what I said at the beginning, does he have any Jedi powers left to, like, make a, you know, make a, a chandelier fall on the guy or something like that? He's- Right? Well, all he's got is power. All he's got time on his hands. Power of hiding out. I mean, uh, he's like Buster he's on Arrested Development. He's <laughs> yeah, he's good at just hiding behind things. 
mean, so, uh, the, yeah, yeah, he's got all the talent in the world on his hands. He could be practicing, but I guess no, he's not. Chopping up the well meat. Yeah, and which, by the way, when he's at that job, we're assuming eight hours a day, he's not looking after Luke. So what the fuck, <laughs> know, right? right? Who's watching yeah. fucking Luke? Obi-Wan. Anyway. Oh, wow. Jackass. Now, and here's the, now, people have not picked up on the whole Vader one yet. That one will start to hit. Yeah. Like, people start to, that, wait a minute, he does, he should know who Vader is. This doesn't make sense. The big one so far has been, uh, uh, the Grand Inquisitor, right? Because, PMR, are you aware of this one? No, what is it? So the Grand Inquisitor was the big bad in Rebels Season 1, right? Which was Dave Filoni. Now, if you look at the timeline, uh, Obi-Wan is set nine years before the Battle of the Abbey. Nine years before. And you can tell because of Leia's age and Luke's age, right? right? So it's ten years after... um, Padme dies nine years before the Battle of of Yavin because they're 19, right? Right. So uh, Rebels is five years before the Battle of Yavin because it's it's actually like, and it goes to like one year before the Battle of Yavin. So it's like as the Rebels, the Rebel Alliance really starts to build steam and, and becomes a threat to the Empire, right? So Grand Inquisitor, who gets killed at the end of the very first episode of this is the main nine years before the battle of Yavin is the main bad guy five years before the battle of Yavin. So they killed him before he, <laughs> they killed him before he died in the show in the, in, in the rebels. God. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. I never watched rebels. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like, what, what the hell? Like how well, well, then there's that big controversy that, you know, people are slamming the third sister because the girl can't act worth the crap in it. <laughs> so everybody's like saying that people are just being racist about that. I, I argue that no one in Star Wars can really act. I mean, <laughs> my God. <laughs> we're, we're all well, questioning I mean, Ewan's uh, decisions at the moment. So let I me mean, ask you this. Yeah, why I mean, Why I mean, is this such a hard thing to why is it so difficult i mean every everybody loved mandalorian season one because it was like oh my god this is fantastic it's a show about a man i'm sure if you go back and rewatch that there's tons of holes and, and problems with that but it, generally speaking everybody kind of liked it right then season two came out or and then boba fett and and everything's gone downhill why and is this well, part of disney are the Marvel the movies same, all no, going downhill no, or what? Well, the Marvel movies have not yet, but it's the same thing with, mm. like, <laughs> well, I know you'll disagree, but it's the same thing with, like, Picard and Star Trek. I mean, they get they can get the, the stars back together. They they come up with the basic idea, which is not a <laughs> bad idea, but then it's the execution. It's like they don't. They don't have anybody, and I, I'm not kidding. They need someone like me or Brian or you or, or some fanboy that's, you know, can sit back and say, oh, you guys, this is a plot hole. You don't need to – it seems like they don't have anybody. I don't know if they're just surrounded with a bunch of yes men that hmm. just go, oh, that sounds great. Just, oh, throw with that. Or they don't have anybody I think it's, at all. I, mean, I think it's, it's twofold. I think it's they've got uh, – They've got writers that don't understand the source material. 
Showrunner does. Right? A showrunner understands, but you've got writers that have got to write this to make sense week to week, and and they don't understand the source material, or they're not invested in the source material. And so they've got a Bible of what the what the, well, the guy that played uh, Grand Inquisitor, he said he never watched Rebels. His character, <laughs> I mean, was in Rebels. The like he was the big bad guy. He never watched it. Never bothered even watching it. But he's going to go play the character. How, how do you do get about, that? Get about a committee, a, a committee of ten geeks, ten ten nerds that have watched Star Wars since the very beginning, and you. You get them together, and then they got to look at every fucking story and approve it. And, it feels like that would be easy enough like to do. Yeah. Five, it seems like, I mean, it would be. And hell, you wouldn't even have to pay them much. A fuck. And, but it seems like they never do that. They like need they a nerd consultant on, brain, on, brain trust. They really do. I mean, they have that for, like, you know, police TV shows, you know, you have a consultant on there to tell them, you know, this is the right. way you do this, this and that. Why would you not have a nerd consultant for Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, just something? I mean, especially when you're dealing with canons that are 40 years, you know, or 50 or 60 years with Star Trek. I mean, I don't know. I don't. To me, they just shit the bed all the time. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a constant. You get all these people together. You got Ewan McGregor, for God's sake, to reprise this role and you know, and he's good in it, but uh, I mean, he's got a lot to work with. Good lord! Well, let me let me let, lay this out for you too. Like, so I went over the whole. This is nine years before the Battle of Yavin. Nine hard years, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. So nine years. This is nine years before. <laughs> this is nine years before we see Alec Guinness. Really, Obi Wan? Well, you know what? You know okay. what? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> You know what they need to do? Like in the last episode, like he has a battle where his his energy is zapped and it makes him age. That's what I do. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. Well, we kind of we kind of saw that with the uh, Palpatine, Palpatine or whatever. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's I mean, something they, workable. They can do something like that. Yeah, that, that they can do that, and then so, that would explain that. But I, I, they don't care. They don't they don't care about canon at all anymore. Well, like, here's the thing. I was gonna say, well, like Princess Leia. You know, here she's having this whole big adventure with Ben Kenobi, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then she acts, you know, in Star Wars, she don't even know, you know, she's consoling Luke, who knew Obi-Wan for about five minutes, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, she went on this whole adventure with Ben Kenobi, yeah. yeah. But well, it does it does kind of make you say, okay, well, you know, the whole help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope or whatever. Like, okay, well, so they... You know, now it's sort of like, oh, well, now we know that's why he, you know, she trusts him or whatever. But but then they forget about that. Yeah, they forget about it. Yes. Or, or how about this? They they want to hide the fact that Vader's going to show up. Right. They want they want to deflect that Vader's going to be the bad guy as long as possible. Right. Right. So who did they prop up as the bad guy? Grand Inquisitor. All the images you saw were going to be Grand Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor. Right. So they pulled the character out of Rebels that people felt fondly about, wow. made him the the you know, the red herring, but then like shit like shit on the character. Oh yeah, and, and created a a, a, a a conflict with the show that people like. like oh, people like the show. Use that character as our as our as our fame. Oh wait. 
No, nah, we don't. We don't care about that show. We just know that people are going to recognize this character. So fuck that show, which is only like three years, four, four years old. Screw that show and the canon from that show, so we can hot shot this one character, so people don't realize Vader is going to show up in episode three. Yeah, uh, I don't get it. I don't understand what they're what they're doing. I mean, I, I mean, we're watching it, of course, and we're, yeah, we're all watching going it. to, but, but. Well, it'll be yeah. interesting. Again, it, it's not great by any means, but uh, I would say that so far I'm more interested in this than I was at this point with Boba Fett, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it is better than Boba Fett. Yeah. All right, switching over to, to uh, where are we going next? Uh, the Boys. What about The Boys? Talking about Let's the, do the Boys. So I've seen part of the first episode of that. Uh, and I can't remember how it ended, so I'm going to say I fell asleep during it. But uh, they're just, you know, I think Alex had wrote that uh, they, he thinks it's jumped the shark a little bit. They're just making shit up, just or not making shit up, but they're just trying to be almost like Family Guy, where Family Guy was great at the beginning, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is so uh, blue, this is so oh. humorous. And now it's like almost a parody of itself to where it's like, this is just stupid, right? Well, no. I don't think it's I. I don't mind the I, I like the story the way the story's going. What I did like, I, it's like they've got to up themselves. Like, yeah, you know, we did this last season, so now we got to do this. Where a guy walks into you know shrinks and goes into a guy's penis and blows him up because he enlarges him while he's in the guy's penis. I mean, it's like they're trying to constantly up the the death scene, right? And uh, and that kind of gets old after a while. Like the basic story, like. I love, you know, Homelander, you know, how he's just becoming even more psychotic and he's kind of realized and he tells, uh, spoilers to people who haven't watched it, he he tells Starlight that, you know, release this video of me letting this plane crash. I don't care. Once you release it, then I have nothing to, you know, be good about. Mm. uh, Nothing to lose. I'll just kill, I'll just take over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty fucking intense. So I was like, oh, that's pretty wild. So the story is there. I'd, I'd prefer their love and adulation, right. but if I can't have that, fear's, fear's not, not bad yeah. either. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool, and I was like, okay, you know. So now you've got this – I mean, he is the, the top gun. I mean, they're not – everybody's scared to death of him. With, so that's that part's interesting. But right. this constant thing about let's up the uh, the death scenes and how gruesome we can do, and it gets old after a while. It's like, ugh. All right, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, Alex did say that, and so I thought it was going to not be as good as the other two seasons. But yeah, I, I actually uh, feel myself liking it just as much oh, as the other seasons. So, yeah, Brian, what do you? Yeah, think? it's like they're kind of torn between. We're getting off the source material now. So See, I yeah. never read. I only read the first few books. Uh, yeah, so you're. you're to the point where if they are still using the source material, the Homelander storyline is going to be wrapping up hmm. the Homelander part of this. So, or they're going to be going in a completely different direction with Homelander. And and that's the breakout characters only. Yeah. So I don't right. think they are right. <laughs> but then you've also got where they're trying to kind of flesh out and build the world uh, so they can they can have other series, yeah. right? They've already said they're going to be doing uh, the series around like the basically the the X Men of that universe, right? So 
uh, it's yeah, that first that the kill with the termite, which is like the in the first episode, very early on in the first episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were trying to get like that guffaw shot. Yeah, yeah. you know, right, right. Death. It didn't. It didn't really land. But now, last season when they rammed the boat into that whale, like like Deep thought he was going to stop him with that whale, and they just ran straight, you know, headlong into that whale, and it exploded. You know, that didn't land. So, uh, you know, some of that, I was. It wasn't my favorite part. I know why they did it. And I just move on. Yeah, uh, well, I've well, liked the the thing for me is. Butcher, and I guess they kind of fixed it towards the third episode. Butcher wasn't acting like Butcher. Um, it's weird to me this whole dynamic with Huey and Starlight and uh, you know uh, um, all of the Vought people, where they're kind of have this like interim sort of peace going on, which is just kind of weird to me. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> And the way it ends is you realize that the person that's the head of the part that Huey works for was working for uh, Sitwell all along. So she was just she was just a bot, you know, figurehead put in place to pretend like they were trying to regulate superhuman. Super right. Um, the the Starlight and Homelander stuff is interesting, right? Like the way that's the way that's, uh, um, and I kind of find the it's interesting, like some of the commentary stuff they make, like, you know, they're doing America's next, uh, uh, next top superhero or whatever, you know, the reality show. I think the thing that was the most interesting was when they went to that, um, when, uh, they were trying to interview, uh, uh, they're trying to find soldier boy and they go and Lori Holden's character, crimson, is it crimson cowl? Oh yeah. 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 But they're at this, like Disney World, it's like a Disney World for for Vaughn, right? Yeah. And there's there's roller coasters all stuff. Did you see they spent a lot of time in Maeve's um, uh, area and all the stuff that was there? No, they had like um, there was a restaurant called BLM BLTs, Black Lives Matter BLTs was one of them. No. One of them was uh, like uh, woke. Oh man, what was it? It was all of these like um, uh, like they activist had stuff, like activist stuff. That they, right? They were they were trying. It was like corporate activism, uh, like and, and and how thinly veiled that stuff really is. Right. They, they they're just trying to brand Black Lives Matter, so you buy a sandwich. They're just trying to, you know, to brand, you know, uh, um, these different activists, you know, uh, um, uh, groups in order to monitor, just to get them to buy stuff, right, which right. is flatly like uh, all of the stuff we talk about now, like all the all the stuff with corporate America, where they're adding characters and changing characters and, and making this happen and making that happen pushing these narratives and these agendas like we talked about on the last episode, it's not because they believe any of this stuff or they care about any of this stuff. Right. They do it because if they do it, they can monetize a new, uh, another segment and bring more and, and make more money. They're not doing it because they believe in the cause. They're not doing it because they care about the cause. They're not, they're only doing it just to make more money. 
and they're doing it in the most veiled, insulting way possible. <laughs> and when they showed Black Lives Matter, B- BLM, BLTs, I was like, holy shit, that like nails it. <laughs> I didn't but see yeah, that. I'll go rewatch that. I didn't see that. Go rewatch that episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's episode two. I should have written them down. There was there were several like like restaurants and, and rides and stuff that had like really like a. Uh, I think one was like the. It was woke something or the woke world or something like that. So. Yeah. So I mean, the show itself is. I mean, I, to me, it's still interesting. So I'll. I'll uh, Okay, you'll continue I'll, with it. I will continue. Oh, yeah, I'll continue with it. Actually, uh, I, I, uh, I, when did when did season two come out? It seems like it's it has a seems like they got it out season three out pretty fast. Season two was this time last year. Okay, wow, okay. Uh, that's pretty quick compared to things like Stranger Things. Yeah, which was. Three years in the making. Three years in the making. All right. So, so boys, we, we still have a few more episodes. Probably still, I'm imagining it's like eight ex- episodes. About, yeah, I'd say about Something five like more that. episodes. Uh, Stranger Things. Uh, I've, uh, I think I've only watched two episodes of that as well. Maybe three. I'm not sure. But I haven't watched, I'm not caught up on what everything is so far for this first part of the fourth season. Uh, what do you guys think of Stranger Things? Other than the soundtrack and reliving the 80s all over again. Yeah, reliving the 80s all over again. Uh, we kind of find yeah, that the group of kids are all separated out. And my, which is fine. I mean, I think that's kind of reflective of reality a little bit. But my problem, my problem is, is that, and this is what happens, you, you know, they got, there's too many stars in the shows now. You know, you got the all the adult people are stars, including the, uh, you know, the guy that's helping out. What's her face? Went on a rider, the conspiracy theory guy, and Hopper. You know, that. So it's like everybody has. The only way you can tell a story is to break everybody out into their own little groups, yeah. and they go off on their own little adventures, and then presumably they'll all meet up at the end and save the day. That's kind of what happened last what they- season. <clears throat> I was going to say, that's what happened last season. Also. And it seems like this, they're doing the same thing this season. Yeah, I, that's the part I don't yeah. like. And yeah, I agree. There's some people's stories I like better than others. Like, I I could give two shits about... Uh, actually, Elle's story, to me, is kind of boring. It's yeah. like, you know, I know we're getting backstory but, from her, but it just drags on and on and on and on. And the same with... Uh, David Harbour story, you yeah. know, it's like that. Just it's like, oh my god, just <laughs> get rescued already or escape already, you know? Why are we? You just want to follow uh, the the goofy guy, right? Right. The well, video I store like, gang. I, I like the video store gang. I like the, old, the Scooby Gang, you know yeah. that, that. I like him. I like Max. I like you know Robin. You know, I like. Nancy, I mean, Dustin. that crew, Dustin, Dustin, I like that crew is fun to follow. And it's gotten, like, kind of gotten like Nancy, uh, Nancy's boyfriend. What's his name? Oh, uh, yeah, he's, that's horrible, right? Well, he looks terrible. Jonathan. He looks like he's like 40 years old trying to look like he's 18. I mean, uh, that dude is not aging well. At all. <laughs> Something's not going on. And I would say that <laughs> Nancy's not looking not- too healthy. Yeah, there none of. I don't know I mean, if it's the, well, that group. Yeah, I don't know. Was it not jarring? Thirties or something. 
was it not jarring that Nancy still has a year of high school left? Yeah, that's why I, I thought. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was like. I thought they all graduated. Yeah, I don't understand it anymore. Yeah, I got got confused about all that too. So, but with that being bitched about, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. it. I mean, I, I, I love it. Five out of five. No, I, you know, I, I started watching it one morning. And it was like I came in late, like one o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'll <laughs> sit on the first episode and I'll watch the rest sometime or another. And I got hooked with the first episode. It was, and uh, I stayed up all night. And, and binge watched it, and uh, wow. it, it was good. I, I feel like it hit its peak, though. Yeah. It, when Max, when they rescued Max, and you thought she was going to die, but she mm. jumps over in the graveyard, and you know they rescued her. I think that was the peak for me. It was like, okay, it was great after up until then, and then after that, it just seemed like it. They just dragged it out. Mm. It's like, uh until the very last, the last ten minutes of it, when you find out that, you know who the, the real bad guy is yeah. in the uh, upside-down universe. So, Brad, you probably haven't gotten that far. So no. Well, you had, there, you had a kill in the first episode. You had a kill in the second episode. The third episode, you realized that, that uh, it, Vecna's coming for Max. Right. And in the fourth episode, Max gets saved. Now, after it, well, you had a third kill in that episode, and then Max gets saved. So you... Uh, after that, then it shifts hard into the L stuff, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's weird. It's like I wonder how available uh, David Harbor was because I, I feel like all his stuff could have been filmed in like two days. And you know what I mean? Right, and he was probably filming Black Widow during all that bullshit. So they they could have filmed. They could, they could keep him off. Filming his own thing, he's not really intersecting with any of the other characters until Murray and Joyce show up, and even that's only like a few, just a couple of scenes. So yeah, so you can have David Harbor shoot for a week and a half for his whole thing, and then come back to every, and but then the, have everybody else. But the funny thing is, is just like what you just said, though, is you really didn't. Eat, I mean, they could have kept them dead because he really doesn't <laughs> contribute anything. To what's going on? He will save it. Save the day at the end. I mean. Yeah, they could have just said that he he stayed dead. I, I mean, because what was the, what's the point in him being rescued? You know, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like they're going to be back in time because we have two episodes left. Start on July first, and I mean, it's going to be like a two hour episode and an hour and a half episode. But still, I don't I don't know. And they said that the final episode has an hour long battle scene, Ugh. right? Where they're in the upside down. I don't think Hopper and Joyce and Murray have time to get back in the fight at this point. It's just Hopper will be back for next season. Uh, and this time, it's uh, who's going to ride in on the white horse will be L, right, at the end. Right. But she's there gonna it's all. It. <clears throat> she's gonna, yeah, she's going to find it. But, or she's going to, you know, Avengers Endgame it, right? Or, the, or you say they don't have time, but Russia was able to open up a portal into the upside down so that's the way they can all get back but nobody you know, knows that it's happening joyce and murray don't know anything's happening yeah, they but left. yeah but here's the thing maybe that's the way they can escape russia because you know they're they're trapped so how do you escape russia uh, but, let's go through the portal and maybe try to figure out our way and then back. they just run oh, into but it's clo- everybody else it, but as far as they know it's closed on the hawkins side uh they yeah. don't know that so yeah, so that 
I don't think they have time to get back and play before the end of the season. I think it's going to be can the Scooby Gang fight Vecna without L, and you're going to think somebody, you know, yeah. somebody's going to die. It better not be Steve Harrington. <laughs> if they kill Steve, it's going to be like when they killed Glenn in The Walking Dead. They will lose viewers <laughs> if they oh, kill yeah, Steve. Yeah, they will. Yeah, he's the best part. He is. He's, he's the best part. part. And I even like the Robin girl. I like her, too. I mean, that's Yeah, they, they do a good – again, that team <laughs> who is uh, the only one you care about watching. Yeah, that's the only team you care about watching. It's even, even, you know, Mike, who was the main character of the first season. Oh, he – you know, first comes yeah. Like he's he's pushed way on the side. Yeah. Like he's not doing much of anything, and that kid is not aging well either. He doesn't look Which old. Kid is it? Which one? Mike. Who? Well, every all of, all of them look weird. All of them just oh, kind of yeah, look weird. Weird as fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's the old. None of the tracks. That's the old child actor nightmare. You know, it's cute kid, ugly adult. You know, right. we're getting into the ugly adult phase. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they aren't kids. I mean, they're they're twenty five year olds, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah, so they're yeah. well out of their cute kid phase. <laughs> they're well out of their cute kid phase. The, what's really weird is I think the writers just hate Steve anyway because I mean. You know, they took Nancy from him, and then he becomes friends with De- Dustin. They took then, him away. Now, Dustin's friend, yeah, they took him away. Dustin's friends with the other older guy. So then they gave him Robin, and now they've kind of taken Robin away because she's trying to be friends with Nancy. So it's like, oh, poor wow. Steve don't have anybody, man. Nobody ever picked Steve. Yeah, I mean, Steve. what the fuck? But, uh, oh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, the first, I guess, my review – First episode, I was having a hard time. Like first episode, felt like they were making a, taking a lot of liberties and and really trying to beat you over the head with new characters, especially yeah. Eddie. You know, like the whole thing where he was like standing on the table in the lunchroom. I was like, oh, this is pretty cringy. Um, but as it got <laughs> into the season, uh, yeah, I think my favorite character this season, aside from Steve, is probably Max. Yeah, I um, like Max too. She's been, Max. Yeah, she's actually been my favorite too. Max, um, and and holy, who doesn't love a good Kate Bush? Uh, Kate uh, Bush loves Stranger Things. I'll tell you that she she should. Yeah, like yeah, she's they they're playing that song on rotation. Like uh, that's hilarious. And I kind of like that idea too that it's an earworm. You know, yeah. like the earworm is what is what's saving her, hmm. right? Um, the uh, I like the whole D and D as the backdrop and right. you know Satan worshiping and all that kind of stuff you know and that's that's why they think they're they're Satan worshippers and I mean uh, it's kind of funny I mean it, it does play into I mean it has a very very big eighties feel to it I, they do succeed in that I mean yeah with the way things were back then with like D and D and all that crap yeah oh and, and the clothes are hideous. But the clothes are spot on with late yeah, 80s. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the shit that we wore. Um, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed it a lot. The, uh, if L, if they hadn't tied the L thing back to Vecna, it would have been really disjointed. Hmm. It, like, so I guess it's a good thing they did that. Um, I liked the whole. Uh, that this does have to tie this does tie in with 
I mean, it does come full circle. You know, where did the where did the crack come from? Well, now we know. Right. Right. Uh, what was the first sort of contact with the upside down? Well, now we kind of know. Right. Um, you know why L was the only one in the facility. Right. What happened to the program? Right. You know, so uh, I enjoy all that. The the guy that's playing, there's a the guy that's playing um, no, uh, one is creepy as hell. Like just no makeup or anything. He's creepier when he's when he's not wearing the prosthetics than when he is. But um, oh, the one that's playing who playing Vecna and one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. He is a creepy. He's creepier yeah. without the prosthetics. Absolutely. But uh, uh, yeah, the I enjoy I, I've enjoyed the season. I don't know that it's it's a weaker season though. I, I mean, I will well, say it's a weaker season. I, I would say it's. I, I like season three's been my favorite, and I think this is my second favorite season. I wasn't really a big fan of season one. I watched it; it was everybody else was watching it. I think season two is a little bit better, but I really love season three, and I, this one's been okay. Kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of feel to it, too. Oh, and they've gone more hard. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. Than it had been. So, uh, we've still seen, or we've, the the one scene uh, that I'm kind of dying for, and it's in the trailer, but it wasn't in this so far, is uh, Eddie standing on top of the the trailer, you know, um, playing the guitar. Like jamming out to the guitar, and I guess that's uh, a distraction, right? The music, yeah. And it's like, I wonder how they get there. Well, you've got the hole in the trailer, and so he can plug in the amp <laughs> into, and, and then bring the guitar out into the uh, into the upside down because the portal's just open. So um, that should be a pretty that should be a pretty epic scene. Yeah, because all the stuff in the upside down is what's you know they'll have the guitar and all that shit in the upside down, so. Yeah, that's how he's able to do it, which that even answers that. But, uh, and then Steve, uh, you, did you read this? Like, there's a big movement that people want, um, Joe Carey, uh, Joe Carey, right? Is the uh, guy that plays Steve. They want Joe Carey to play Wolverine. Have you seen that? PMR? Oh, God. No. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because uh, it is. No, I wish fanboys would quit that. Every time they have long in it, they. That person's got to play the you know the most popular character now for right. everything. You know, they like because it was hairy oh chest. <laughs> we like oh my god, what's wrong with people? Jesus Christ! Oh. I don't know. All right, so uh, yeah, straight face. Very I'll, good so far. I'll keep playing. We've been just watching you know like one episode a week. We've been watching it weekly. We haven't. Uh, Finished what we could so far, just to just to enjoy it, just to savor it a little. Tear off the so. band aid, Brad. Just just watch it all. I, I don't want to commit my <clears throat> that much time every. Well, I, I'm good with once a week. The problem's going to be all this shit got filmed last year, and these kids look this old. Look this old a year ago. Yeah, they. I don't think they started shooting season. Five. Uh, maybe what they the don't. hell are these kids going to look like by the time season five comes around? Well, you or, remember this is this is going to seem like it's off topic, but do you remember that <laughs> episode of Always Sunny that they go to the ski slopes, Brian? Yeah. You know the guy that played. I, I don't know who played it, but it was the 
he's the one that was uh, having a war with uh, Danny DeVito's character. But he he wore a black wig, and uh, he's trying to look young. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Jonathan, that guy. Hmm? <laughs> he's just <laughs> All right. Well, just look, yeah, I think that's because he's trying because he looks. I think that is too. Yeah. And with that, Jonathan looks old in the face, but he's wearing this like wig. It looks like his hair's long. He's trying to be like a young-looking guy, but he looks old in the face. I mean, it's just weird. It's, it's, like it's he's got smoker's face. He's got yeah, that smoker oh, face. Yeah. God, every time smoker you see him, it's like. like so lady God, he's got that three God. packs a day grayish sort of pallor uh, to his face. Yeah, it is just fucking weird, man. Like, there you have it. Yeah. All right, well, very. So what do you, <laughs> what do you give uh, Stranger Things, PMR? I give it a four, four out of five. I agree with I, that. And four I would have gave it a five if the you know like if it would have been a little bit shorter and it didn't drag on that that. Episode and some of that Ellie stuff wouldn't drag, and Ellie. some of the uh, Harbor stuff wouldn't drag. But yeah, like I say it kept my interest at the beginning. It just okay. uh, and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure it'll end strong. So. Yeah, we've got two I episodes left. Yeah, yeah two episodes like left. Yeah. The, third, the last episode is like two hours long or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they're making it. They're, they're making it up, I guess, by uh, making you wait. They give you a two hour episode instead of just a twenty eight minute one or something. So. I guess that's fair enough, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Four out of five. Well, very good. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we are we're right on it. We, we can finish up, uh, or not finish up, but keep on with the boys and Obi-Wan, I guess. Um, we got Jurassic World or whatever. Jurassic so. World, whatever. When, when does that come out? Friday. Uh, okay. July 10th? June 10th. June. It's Friday. This Friday, dude. Oh, is this Friday? Yeah. All right. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we got Jurassic World. We got, um, oh shit, something starts this week. Miss Marvel. Nope. Oh, yeah, Miss Marvel starts this week. I will not be watching that. Oh, okay. Uh, I have that. no interest whatsoever in that show. Now, something else starts next week. Oh, uh, what we do in the shadows. Which got renewed for seasons five and six. Yeah, I, I felt I, I still like it, but I didn't watch this last season. So. Good. I'll try to. Watch. I love. Uh, I'll try to watch. Um, Colin Robinson. God yeah. damn, I love Colin Robinson. Uh, and Nadia. You know, and we got Thor coming up in about a month or so, right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Tata Wadiakaga. Uh, we got Thor coming up, so let's see how badly he can screw that up, and then they'll then they'll give him a Star Wars something to screw up on Star Wars. So what else is coming out in streaming other than Miss Marvel? I would have thought I was kind of surprised Miss Marvel's coming out while Obi Wan is still going because they usually been you know waiting like a week after one ends to start another one. So well, I think they're doing it <laughs> because well, I mean, Obi Wan's only six episodes. So maybe they're trying to ramp something back up yeah. before they see that see that dip again. Maybe they've learned something about wait, we get a bunch of cancellations when the show ends. And they think Miss Marvel's gonna keep that from dipping, so I don't know. I mean I, and I may be wrong, but I I to me it looks 
interesting. I don't, I don't really actually mind Miss Marvel. I, well, yeah, I mean, I will say, and I, you know, thought this a little bit with She-Hulk as well. It's like, well, at least it feels like maybe they, you know, they'll go through some teen angst type stuff and all that kind of bullshit with Miss Marvel. But if they do it right and do it kind of like Spider-Man or something, it's like, okay, that could be enjoyable. Yeah, uh, but something different. at the very most, it looks like, well, you may actually have some superheroes and super villains in this TV show, which you can't right. really say about most of the Marvel TV shows. Well, <laughs> they don't really have a lot of yeah, heroes and that, villains in them. Especially after that mess of Moon Knight. I mean, my God. I mean, I, I just want to just get back to the basics, you know? Right. And, that's what, and I yeah. think that's why I liked Hawkeye so much, because it was just basic bad guy, good guy, you know? But even with that, I mean, Hawkeye was definitely the best. But again, there's no superheroes type stuff. It doesn't feel like, you know, I want to see people with capes flying around (laughs) and not going inside of other people's body parts and exploding. You know, it's like, let's just kind of have some and maybe that's what that maybe that's what the CW shows were was just kind of good, clean superhero fun. But then again, they became a caricature of themselves where it's like, okay, ease up on the drama bullshit and try to have some characters here that are interesting. I will say the best show, really, a superhero show on TV that I started watching, I'm a little bit behind, is uh, Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois Lois is pretty good. On CW, I'm only on third episode of season two. I was late watching season two, and uh, it's that's a great show. Uh, That's that's really, it doesn't get the credit it really deserves. If you want to watch a a pretty good a superhero family show? show that's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, a superhero show also. It, you know, it uh, the family dynamic and the the characters in that are just as interesting as the superhero stuff. It, yeah. it really plays out really well. I mean, and the the special effects for a TV show are just hell, very good. Yeah, we've got um, Peaky Blinders season six, the final season on Netflix next next week. Uh, you need to watch Peaky Blinders. Gotta watch it, PMR. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> so Peaky Blinders season six, and then we've got um, oh something else. Uh, oh, um, Umbrella Academy season three. Yeah, is coming out the week after. So. Did, it, did they change Ellen Page or whatever? Elvin Page or whatever? Yeah, she's now Elliot Page. Elvin but, but, Page. But is he? Is he a boy on there, or is he a dude on Umbrella oh, Academy? Show? I mean, cause, yeah. yeah. How did how did they change that? Uh, change we don't know yet. we got to watch the show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, something about the boys I was going to mention. Uh, they've already changed Black Noir, because Black Noir in the comic was... I'm not spoiling anything at this point because I've changed it. But Black Manor was like a failed experiment of the Homelander. Mm. So when they took the mask off, he was like a um, uh, mentally disabled Homelander. <laughs> Interesting. Aww. And so they, cha- you know, they changed it in, in episode three of Boys Season 3. Oh, okay. yeah, you finally see um, Black Manor without the mask, and now you know why he's mute. You know, interesting. So. All right, got something to look forward to. I got to finish up that episode <clears throat> one, though. 
Okay, you got to finish episode one before you can uh, get to any of this. Doubtful I'll get to episode three, but maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah, it's, it's good, Brad. You need to watch it. You need to watch uh, it. There's just, I mean, that's my problem. There's, uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there. I just, I don't, I, I'm not. There's a uh, lot of good stuff. I mean, you got to take the time to watch it, Brad. Yeah, I, my life is complete without watching it, I guess is my thing. Yeah. Like, uh, who has time? Although I did watch all of Killing It. I'll promote killing it again for Craig Robinson. Mm. That right. seems stupid. <laughs> oh, God. All right, fine. Fine. That's stupid. Everything I watch. That's is really stupid. no different. Yeah, it's it's no different than, you know, PMR just told you to watch this. <laughs> well, we'll see. You tell them to watch that. That's stupid. Why would I watch that? I'm, I'm used to it, Brian. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good here. It's not PMR approved. It's, it's not, not PMR, PMR approved. That's fine. All right. So. Well, uh, so I will try to watch a couple more episodes of stuff and get caught up on things. And uh, right. uh, PMR, maybe you can watch the Norm MacDonald uh, sit-down stand-up uh, special on Netflix that he recorded from right. his house mere hours before his death. Yeah, I need to watch it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I love Norm Macdonald. Rip. Hey, but we didn't have any celebrity deaths this past couple of weeks, it doesn't feel like. Or anyone worth talking about. I mean, uh, John well, Bon Jovi's I mean, Ray died. Ray Liotta died. But yeah, well, you know, forget oh, about Oh, we didn't do a Ray Liotta. That's okay. We'll do it next. We'll catch him next round. You know, do your, because uh, you kept talking about uh, Goodfellas in all the past few weeks. Holy shit. With your Sopranos. Damn, dude. You're going to do your... Hey, oh, hey! Hey! Oh! We didn't talk about Ray Liotta! (laughs) Ray Liotta's dead. How old was he? And what did he die of? He was uh, 78, and he died of a heart attack, I believe. That is not true. (laughs) It could be. I mean, but you know what? He played Frank Sinatra. Oh, uh, the Rat Pack. That was a good movie. Have you ever seen that movie? No, it sounds horrible. Don Cheadle was Sammy Davis Jr. That sounds stupid. Horrible. What? Awesome man. Ray Liotta nailed it. All right. He was sixty-eight. And what did he die of? He died in his sleep. Uh, 67. What, do you have a birthday? Yeah, he just died in his sleep. They didn't say what it was. Yeah, probably Hmm? drugs. No. (laughs) Although he wasn't looking very good. No, he looked... Well, he hasn't looked good in 20 years, though, so... He's got the smoker face. Yeah. Yeah, he had that. It's like his face puffed up. Like... That's the thing is... It's puffed up. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird, man. Well, it's the same thing I was saying about Jonathan. It looks like it's like grayish. She had like this grayish pallor to him because he smokes three packs a day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, by next episode, I want you to come up with an Al, Weird Al Yankovic uh, parody of Lady Gaga's poker face with uh, smoker face. <laughs> smoker face. Oh, that's pretty right. good. Yeah, I'll right. see what I can do. All right, well. We'll wait for that, but until Ray, next Ray, time. Ray Liotta. Ray, Ray, Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got a smoke, 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 smoker face.
There you go. There you go. The, the tunes. I didn't even need a week, Brad. You didn't even need a week. Look at that. I can't even get caught up on Stranger Things by the time you do this. You know what? Next thing you know, uh, Weird Al is going to be singing that song. Yeah. And then I can sue him. Movie. Yeah. All right. But until next time, Brian. Movie. Save it for the podcast. Until next time, Brad's got to go. <laughs>